Hey everybody, this is Mike Van Meter and welcome to the Mike Van Meter Show. And this is your one-stop shop for everything having to do with freedom, the Constitution, liberty, and frankly, just kind of the right way of living your life. And folks, I'm really excited today because we have uh, one of our new uh, Republican candidates here in the 10th District in Virginia, Northern Virginia, who uh, got just recently got the nomination for the Republican Party to run for Congress. And this is a pretty sharp guy. I was uh, very, very impressed with uh, his background, uh, what he stands for. Uh, I love everything about what he's doing. And that person I'm talking about is Hung Kao. And if you're not familiar with Hung Kao, you need to become familiar with him because he's going to be your next uh, congressman here in Northern Virginia, which is very, very important because... Uh, the Northern Virginia, if you're not familiar with the Commonwealth of Virginia, is a fairly conservative state, except for the northern part of it, which has been um, pretty blue and left-leaning for quite a long time. But uh, the Commonwealth uh, has Governor Yunkin. He, he is the first Republican governor that we've had in over a decade. And uh, really, the only areas that are not uh, really going back into conservatism is Northern Virginia, and Hung Kao is running in this area, and I'm very excited about it. And I wanted to introduce Hung Kao to this audience, and we're going to have him on uh, many, many times between now and November. So with that, you know, you know I, I just want to give Hung as much time as he can to talk about who and what he is and stands for, because he's got another commitment. So we have a, just a short amount of time. So with that, Hung Kao, welcome to the show. Mike, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, for those that may not know who you are, tell us a bit about yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, uh, I was a Vietnamese refugee. We left Vietnam at uh, really at the last few days before the fall of Saigon. We came over here and this amazing country gave us everything we needed, uh, uh, opportunity, education. And, uh, you know, we, we grasped every bit of the American dream. Now, my father was uh, the deputy uh, minister of agriculture. So you know, his friend said, there's not a lot to do over here unless you want to be a, um, a farmer. So, but if you want to make a good living for yourself, you need to go overseas and develop third world countries on behalf of the United States. So we, we moved to Africa uh, soon after we came here. So I spent the next seven years in West Africa, in Niger, and then sometime in, a little bit in Mali, Senegal, and Upper Volta, and then uh, uh, Madagascar. But then at the age of 12, my parents decided, hey, you know, they kind of need a an English, an American education, because I spoke only French at school and, and Vietnamese at home. So we, my mom had to pack us up and take us home while my dad stayed in Africa for the next, you know, uh, 15 years to work to, to uh, make a, uh, ends meet for his family. So we came back to Northern Virginia, to Annandale, uh, and uh, where I learned English. And then eventually I was accepted with the first graduating class of Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, what used to be the number one high school in the nation until... Uh, Really, the leftists destroyed it um, with their their uh, crazy agendas. Uh, I went to the United States Naval Academy. I graduated from there. I had a master's in physics uh, from Naval Postgraduate School. I went to Harvard. I went to MIT. But again, you you have to you have to pay forward, right? And so I paid forward with 25 years of commissioned service in the United States Navy as a, a special operations officer, doing EOD and deep sea diving and some riverine work. And so. Uh, here I am. And then I think like a lot of the veterans that are running now, we got kind of disgusted with what we're seeing because it's not what we fought for. And so we, I retired in October and I, de I declared that I was going to run for office in January. Let me just share with you a little story. When I went to the University of Florida and one of my roommates when I lived in the dorm was also a Vietnamese uh, immigrant 
who had come over as part of the the whole boat lift, you know, that, I mean, he came over, and this guy barely spoke English, but he was an engineering student, and I was just blown away by that, because I could not, well, first of all, I couldn't imagine being an engineering student, I'm just not that smart, number one, and number two, the fact that he was having to learn, he was learning English and trying to learn engineering at the same time, but this man's work ethic was just through the roof, I could not believe it. And I was so impressed with this guy. And your background kind of reminds me of him. I mean, this guy was given the opportunity to make something better for in his life. And he just put both hands on it and said, I'm, I'm going to do it and worked his tail off to to become an engineer. And he eventually did become an electrical engineer. And so your work ethic is phenomenal. And I can just sense in you your uh, just gratefulness of being in, in such a great country. And, you know, I know... Uh, from from what I've read about you and what I've heard about you is you're very disturbed with the direction that we are going. This country that has given so much and so much opportunity, it's bothering you. And that kind of led you to running to office, didn't it? It did. And I'm telling you right now that uh, for the 45% minorities in this district, 25% of whom are immigrants, you know, this is what we ran away from, what they're turning this country into, what we ran away from. And, and it's scary for us to, to see the authoritarianism, really, but all really the uh, socialism, you can call it whatever you want, socialism, Marxism, communism, equity. This is what destroyed the countries we ran away from. And uh, you're, you know, if there's no Alamo left, if America is the Alamo, then where do we run to? And so I'm going to fight like hell to, to get this back because this is not what I fought for. This is not what I defended. Uh, this is not part of my, my oath of office. In fact, uh, communism Marxism, socialism, this goes against the Constitution. Yep. You know, it, it's a, and, and this is not why you and I swore the same oath, right? And as well as every uh, elected member and public servant is to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign domestic. Yep. You know, and bear true faith. And, and I don't think a lot of this administration does that. They, they, they hate America. Honestly, I, I can't imagine anybody who would do what they're doing right now and can literally look at you in the face and, and say, oh, I love America, because what they're doing is, is destroying America, you know? And uh, like I said, what, one of the things, what, what's the Constitution say? To, in order to, to uh, uh, you know, form a perf- more perfect union, what do they do? They tear us apart. They turn man versus woman, black versus white, gays versus straight. In order to, uh, uh, to establish justice, what do they do? They defund the police. In order to, uh, you know... Um, uh, 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 oh gosh, I'm, I'm trying to think that the Constitution here, you know, um, uh, in, instead of providing for common defense, they, they, they destroy a military world woke ideology. Instead of, you know, um, promoting the general welfare, I mean, they're, they're turning us into the, this, this leftist uh, Green New Deal, you know, that the squad wants. And instead of, of uh, securing the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, what do they do? They destroy our First and Second Amendments. And so this is wrong. This is not what I defended. This is not what I swore to protect. And I'm telling you right now that the problem is in Congress right now between the House and the Senate, there's only 89 veterans. This is the lowest amount of veterans we've ever had in the history of the United States. Is that right? I did not know that. We're at the lowest number of of veterans right now? Yes. Yes. I actually did. I just learned something. I did not. I knew it was low, but I didn't realize it was the lowest. Wow, well, we've yes, got to fix that, <laughs> definitely. We, we do. I'm telling you right now, this red wave, is the, everybody's got, worn the cloth of our nation. Most of these guys have worn the cloth of our nation, and, and it's, we've, got to, we've got to get it back because 
you know, this is what happens when, when people have never known what sacrifice truly is, right? You know, this, these guys say goodbye to their kids and see them at night, and you and I, we, we say goodbye to our kids, and maybe we'll see them in six months or nine months or a year, but or maybe we never do. I mean, I, when I left my, my wife um, to invade Iraq, my oldest son, she was pre- eight months pregnant with my oldest son, and I had to write letters to him saying, son, you're – uh, you're you're 10 years old now, uh, double digits. Son, you're 16. You're about to drive a car. What a great responsibility. Son, you're 18. You're um, you're about to be a man. You know these are things we had to do in case we 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 didn't make it back because again we were expecting 40 percent casualties during the invasion of Iraq. Wow. And this is the things that these people don't, will never understand. Yeah. The AOCs of the world and the the Rashida Tlaib and they, they you know they they use the Constitution to wipe their butts and. I'm not going to let that happen. No. And I'll tell you, and for the for our first responders out there, because that was part of my, you know, the Navy was part of my background and then law enforcement. And for you law enforcement officers and first responders are out there, you have a job where uh, you go out every day to serve people who, many of whom hate you, but yet you still serve them. And there's no guarantee that you'll come back on every single day you walk out the door, no guarantee that you're going to come back alive, but yet you still do it. And, you know, people like Hung Cow are, these are the people that are in your corner. You know, uh, Hung, and I'll ask you about this, is I, I as I go around, and, I, and I've done some campaigning this last year for, for other candidates, and the people that I talk to, when I go door to door, first of all, I see an anger, or I hear an anger in the voices of many of the people, and they're upset. And they're, you know, I know there's this whole... Uh, defund the police, uh, hate the police, uh, this, you know, pitting people one against one another. But people are really getting tired of that. And we need to come back and honor those that serve us, which is the military, which are first responders, but then have a sense of order come back to this country because people are fed up with it. They're tired of the crime rate. They're they're tired of uh, the inflation escalating fuel prices, which uh, is having a ripple effect across the nation, and people are tired of it. And is that what you're hearing? When you go around and you talk to the public, and I know you're doing events almost every night, if not every night, you know, what are people saying to you? What What do they want? from their government right now. Okay. Uh, first of all, let me go back and thank you for bringing up first responders. I mean, I always tell police officers, Hey, you, you, uh, you know, I fight the away games, you fight the home games. Right. And my wife is also a first responder. She's an EMT in our, our, uh, our County here. Awesome. And great. Yes, I mean, that, that is wearing the cloth of our nation too. I mean, they're, they're serving a different capacity, but it's about sacrifice and it's about service, but you're right. What, what I'm hearing from voters is three things, right? Economy. You know, when your when your gas bill is starting to look like your grocery bill, and your grocery bill looks like the Costco bill, and the Costco bill looks like your your mortgage, we've got a problem here. Yeah. And that's you can fight about all these social issues, but it's not going to matter when when toilet paper is twenty dollars a roll. It's not going to matter, right? We we've got to secure this country because it's going to fall apart at the seams if if, if we're heading into recession. It's it's going to happen. Uh, you know. And, and so we've got to fix that. And that's what the people are most worried about. They're worried about their, their, their children, their children's children. Uh, and then the, the next thing, like you said, is the safety and security. And, and again, I worry about the external uh, safety. And then the governor worries about the internal, which is you know, protecting our people. Uh, so, you know, we've got to secure the border. We've got to protect our people. We've got to support the, the law enforcement. I mean, I have amazing sheriffs in, in the district you know uh mike chapman jeremy falls and, and connie down in rappahannock and, and uh, sheriff hill and, and prince william we have amazing people and what do they try to do they're trying to in loudon county they're trying to destroy the sheriff's department 
and establish a police department because then those people answer to the uh, the the um, city council and not to the not to the public, right? Because the the sheriff's office uh, answers to the to, to the sheriff who is an elected member. Yeah, it's a, it's a, an elected right office. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Now again, th- that doesn't mean that our police officers, uh, you know, are are doing amazing things. They are, but again, there's checks and balances, and the checks and balance, the best checks and balance we have in this country is the vote. And so that's you know we need a safety and security, education, and the economy. So education, I mean, um, you've got you've got an issue with um, with uh, the schools here. I mean, when you have the superintendent of Loudoun County Public Schools, Scott Ziegler, saying we have a pretty robust plan to indoctrinate these kids, I'm wondering what he means. Does he mean what that school board? A member in Washington State does, which is uh, teaching kids as young as nine years old how to pleasure themselves uh, at a sex at her sex shop. I mean, it's crazy what they're teaching these kids in the schools: reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's all they need to be concentrating on, and they can't even get that right. Look at the SOL scores. So this is what what really infuriates the uh, uh, the public, and this is what really caused us to have to uh, homeschool our kids. We we have five kids. Most uh, you know we've homeschool all of us at one point or another my son is now a midshipman at the united states naval academy awesome and i'm worried about i'm worried about what they're teaching him there you know when when again they're hitting from both sides they're hitting from the uh the school and then they're hitting from the military i mean when we have woke training for our military instead of making sure you know destroyers aren't running into other ships in the middle of night when we have you know um AAV, marine AAVs that are sinking uh, because they're, they're not getting the proper maintenance. And then yet you're, you're concentrating on, on what to do in a, a shower uh, with a transgender or like, you've got to be kidding me, you know, let's teach them how to shoot straight and, and, and do their job instead of worrying about, uh, you know, how to dress he, she, it, they, whatever, whatever, you know, I don't know what, what, it, what, and it's the, the racial divide, right? So for me, because I don't meet their mantra of, oh my gosh, this poor minority guy's oppressed. They, they make up terms for us. They call us stuff. Like, you know that, I'm, you know, as Asians, I'm, I'm not a minority now. I'm, I'm what they call white adjacent. Can you believe that? White adjacent. So, <laughs> I have not heard that term. Is that really? Yeah. Well, yeah, these guys oh, yeah, stay up late. At, they up stay up late at night making stuff up. They really do. Exactly. They're, they're insane. Like it, so I went to Home Depot and let's see what exactly I am. So I'm either off-white or eggshell. But it's just, what the heck is wrong with these people? You know, like they, you, you, you have that much time to, 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 to come up with these terms instead of making our country better. You know, if you're not making this country better, then you're not, you're not part of the, uh, you know, the solution here. Right. I'll tell you what I am. I'm an American. And, exactly. uh, you know, like you, I don't like being stereotyped either. I'm, I'm, I've long ago became tired of the fact that I'm a white male and a law enforcement officer, retired law enforcement officer. So that automatically makes me a racist. Really? Really? I've devoted my life to serving this nation. You have devoted your life serving this nation. I am not white, black, brown, anything. I am not. I'm an American. Yeah. I'm an American citizen that took a note. And I tell you what. Uh, I'm in a profession, you're in a profession, you, you, I'm in a profession where you could be spitting at me and throwing at me, but if you had a heart attack, I'd be the first one to save you, okay? Name another profession where somebody will do that. So I'm getting a little tired of being called a racist just because I wear a badge. 
and exactly. uh, you know, and, and those and that I, and see, you come from the military like I do, and w- those that have never been in the military don't understand that that is the great social experiment. I was thrown into the Navy, and I'm working with you know white, black, brown, um, Hispanics, uh, you know, gay. There, you know, even back when I was in the Navy, before it was even all this woke stuff was going on, there were homosexuals in the military, and I don't remember there being big issues with that either. It was just you know, it was live and let live and you know, leave people alone. Um, you know, and we all got along in different religion, faiths, no faith, whatever, you know, we were all, we all worked with one another because we had one mission. We had one fight. We all wore the same uniform. We were on the same team, you know? No, you're right. I mean, I, my, my roommate at the academy uh, was gay and like, it's like when he came out, I was like, Oh no, you know, here's my surprise. Look, you know, I knew he skip was not, you know, but I didn't care. Let's like this. You know, just make sure your bed is straight so we don't get docked during, during inspections and stuff like that. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I just don't. And in combat, I, I only care that you can shoot straight. You know, when I'm diving underwater, I'm a Navy deep sea diver also. You know, I, I just care that, that you, you know, you got my back because there's only, you know, under when you're down that deep, no one can hear you scream, right? So, you know, I, I need for, for my dive buddy to be there next to me uh, to, to protect me. I don't care, you know whatever and and you're you're right i hate to be called any dash american right asian american but that, that's why you know indian american or 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 uh hispanic like those dash americans drive me crazy i'm an american the flag i wore on my shoulder in combat is the flag of the united states of america and the blood that froze through my veins is the red white and blue that's all that's, right. you, that's all you need to know well i tell you i'm excited about this election i really am and i'm excited for you because you're you're in the 10th and that's a very very uh historic like this area in northern virginia this is a tough area for a republican to to get elected in but if it's going to happen in a year i think it's going to be this year and uh so what are you what are you seeing what what do you what's the forecast I, I know you want to win but how do you feel about this well how do you uh, what's the projection for you, and and what what are what is the lay of the land looking like for you right now? Look, we uh, I think people uh, they're excited for somebody that looks like them, that thinks like them, that believes in the same thing they do, right? That's what they want to unify. They want somebody to bring everybody together. That's what I've done my entire life. Is is when I'm in command, it's you bring everybody together and you go after the same objective. And our objective is to be Americans, to 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 unleash the the you know, the, the, the American spirit, you remember, so as, as sailors, you know, you know that every ship that was sunk in Pearl Harbor were raised back up to the surface by Navy divers, except for Oklahoma, uh, I'm sorry, not Oklahoma, uh, Arizona and Utah. Those are the only two ships that were raised up. Every single thing was raised up back up to, to show the American might. They were refitted for war and sent back out to chase the same Japanese fleet that sank them. That's the American spirit. We took, we took the rubbles from, from uh, 9-11 and we turn it into a ship, uh, the USS New York. If that's not a big F you to the enemy, I don't know what is. You know, we, we, we've invented an airplane. We put a man on the moon. This is the American spirit. We need a, for government to stay out of the way and let Americans be Americans. And that's what, the, that's what I'm hearing from, from the public. They, you know, stay out of my business, right? You don't get to tell me who I let in, uh, who, uh, you know, what I check at the door, what they stick on their face or stick in their body. Stay out of my church. Stay, uh, you know. Stay out of my home and stay the heck away from my kids. That's all we want, to be left alone. And if that makes us conservatives or whatever, I don't care. But it makes me an American. Yeah. And I think that's what the, the people want to hear. And they, they, I'm telling you right now, we're going to win. 
you know, uh, it, it's going to happen uh, and, and we're going to win. And, and, and my plan is to keep this area red because they want representative government. They want somebody that's out there that believes in the things they believe in that will fight for them. I mean, a lot of people say they'll, they'll fight for you, but how many people have put their life on the line for you? Right. Right. I, I, I did that and you did that and, and the veterans did that and we're going to not, we're not going to let go anymore. Like you, you woken up uh, an angry bear and we're going to go out there and we're, we're going to take back this country for, for, because it's our oath of office. Yeah. I, 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 I am with you a hundred percent. That is exactly how I feel. And you know, what's funny hung is I, as I talk to you and I talk to a lot of other candidates uh, running for Congress and then also running for the, the state delegate delegation down here in, in Richmond. And I, you know, it's funny. I, I interview these guys and, and I'm like, yeah, me too. Me too. That's exactly how I feel. And there's a, a whole group of candidates that are running for office right now that we're all on the same sheet of the music. And I'll tell you, based on the people that I'm talking to and the public, they have the same feelings that we do. And I'm with you. I, I think that this is going to be an exciting election. Uh, I can't wait for it. I, you know, this is, it's giving us home. And people like you, like, I can hear the motivation in your voice. You're very, very motivated to do this. And you're very concerned about your country. And that's what we need. And if you're listening to this podcast, this is not an election to sit out. This is an election that you must participate in and get people like Hung Kao in office. So how can they get hold of you? If they want to, what is it that you need and how can people get hold of you and offer their services to you? Uh, thanks for, for that, Mike. I mean, uh, you know, it's going to be an expensive race. So if they can go on HungCalforCongress.com, that's H-U-N-G-C-A-O for Congress.com. They can see how they can help out. They can see how they can volunteer. And really, it's going to be an expensive race because uh, my, my opponent already has, you know, a lot of money from Soros, from uh, Pelosi. Mm. But, you know, we're going to we're going to get we're going to get ahead of her. And then we're going to we're going to show them what what America's what, what Americans can do when they put their hearts together. I've had a lot of support from all 50 states, including Washington, D.C. and, and also the FBOs and, uh, uh, you know, and the APOs across the country. My. The sad part is that uh, AOC's abuela didn't give me anything, so I got nothing from uh, from Puerto Rico. But hey, we'll we'll survive. But you know, uh, any any help can uh, we can t- we'll take any help. I, I get five dollar checks, ten dollar checks across the nation, and it's what it does is builds up this grassroots thing. It shows us that we, you know, what when most of my my uh, donations are less than a hundred dollars, it shows the grassroots movement. It shows them that we the people are sick and tired. We the people. We'll fight back. We the people will not sit down and shut up, and we the people will not be ashamed to be called Americans. Wow, very well said, very well said. And I know you got to go. I know you've got another commitment. That's because you have another commitment that you have to be at. <laughs> so I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and, and talk with us. Uh, I want to yeah, talk right. to you again. I want to get into. A, we'll get a better connection next time, and get yes, into sir. some some specific issues. Could we do that? Absolutely. I'd love to do that. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'd love to get on your show and to just, we need to talk to the people, right? We need to talk to we, the people and tell them, Hey, there's hope on the horizon. Hope's right there. It's, it's, it's literally, uh, you know, a few hundred days away and then come January. Well, actually not even January. I'm going to roll up my sleeves come November 9th. Right. And we're going to, we're going to make sure that we have everything set for January 3rd. After I swear in, I'm going to just like I took, when I took command, I didn't, I'd swore in, uh, I, I, I took the, the oath of office and then I went right to work that, that afternoon. 
I'm going to go right to work and we're going to fight to get this country back because this is on a collision course to to doom. If we don't if we don't turn this ship around, we're we're heading for shoal water right now and we're going to turn the ship around and we're going to make sure that we're headed to the right course so that we the people can thrive so that we can unleash the American spirit. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. Well, Hung Kao, thank you so much for joining us. And I look Hi, forward to friend. talking with you soon. And good luck. I know your every day is going to be busy between now and November. And uh, good luck to you. And and you and I will chat, and we're going to you know figure out some things that we can do to help you out because you're the kind of guy that, that we need to have in office. So thanks again. And uh, oh, folks, thank you. oh, yeah, thank you. And, and everybody, you thanks for joining us on this show. And you can just, you can feel the momentum building, folks, can't you? I can. We can do this. And we're going to do it together. All right? This is Mike Van Meter, the Mike Van Meter Show, and you guys take care of yourselves.